guys i am your host ryan sebastian and i am very thankful that you took time out of your day today to tune in to the youth and culture podcast Um, i i'm excited about today because today marks a different journey for this podcast and i told you uh if you were listening a few weeks ago back in january i talked about uh, we're going to be making some changes uh, to the podcast and some changes, uh, what we will be doing and kind of formatting uh, as well. So I'm, I'm excited to announce that we will be having a brand new co-host. Uh, you've heard him before because I've interviewed him in the past, but David Pinkham is going to be joining us on the podcast. So David. Uh, of course, you'd introduce you a little bit of yourself uh, when you were first on the podcast early on. But how about you just kind of briefly, uh, in case of those who are listening may have forgotten, uh, share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Hey, um, I'm excited. It's it's cool to be here. Um, I'm very honored that you asked me to join you and co-host this podcast, um, especially since we both have a very similar passions for youth ministry and uh youth pastors who uh, maybe have a bit of a disadvantage to networking because they're out in the middle of nowhere doing ministry. So, um, but yeah, uh, like you said, my name is David Pinkham. I am a 32 year old youth pastor living in Prince George, Virginia, and I have been married to my wife for eight years and it's been exciting eight years because we have six kids and a dog. (laughs) So there's a lot of noise in my house. Um, got four daughters and twin boys, um, and I love them all to death. It's it's a fantastic uh, journey, uh, but there's also some unique challenges being a full time youth pastor and a full time dad. Um, so I'm just excited to be here with you, man, and to help be a resource to other youth pastors. And I can't wait to see what God does in and through us. Yeah, I, I have to point out. Uh, I saw this. I saw this on Facebook. Um, didn't you just uh, introduce your kids to Star Wars? Oh, man, I'm so excited about this. Okay, so I have let my kids watch the Clone Wars cartoon show because um, we had access to Netflix for a while. However, I have been holding off on letting them see the original Star Wars movies because I wanted to get a video shot of my daughters realizing who Darth Vader actually was in relation to Luke. So I was waiting for them to get old enough because my oldest is seven. So I've got, I've got four girls, so uh, seven, six, five, and three. And then the twins are going to be two this year. So uh, in a couple of months. So on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, um, we watched episode four and they loved it. <laughs> I'm so excited about it, episode five because that's the one where the big reveal happens. So um, my wife like took a video of the the intro where the 
you know, in a galaxy far, far away. And then the sound. And of course, you crank that up because, you know, it's just it's Star Wars. So my girls loved it. Um, they're super excited. They love Princess Leia, obviously. She's their favorite Disney princess because um, <laughs> she's a Disney princess now. And uh, I, I, I'm just excited to see uh, what their reaction is going to be to finding out who Darth Vader really is. <laughs> I mean, I, I still have not let my kid show my kids Star Wars yet. And I yeah. am excited about when I can show it. Cause of course I, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Oh okay? yeah. Uh, even though I don't necessarily go to all the comic cons and do all that, that, that stuff. I that. Uh, but I'm Star Wars fanatic, Star Trek fanatic, sci-fi in general, uh, fanatic. So I'm really excited for, uh, when we can actually, when I actually take my kids and we watch that together as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, this, this episode is going to be a little bit different for those of you who are listening, uh, because of, instead of me talking about a, a topic or interviewing someone, uh, David's actually going to spend some time talking to me specifically about uh, the realm of worship uh, within student ministry. So I'm, I'm actually excited to share some things that we've done in our own student ministry. But before we get into that, let's take a pause and listen to our sponsors. Youth and Culture is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is an online accountability and content blocking software for your mobile device or your computer designed to protect the entire family. Today, with 90% of boys and 70% of girls being exposed to pornography online and 56% of divorce cases listing porn use as a factor, it's more important than ever to protect your home. Click the link at the bottom of the show notes, sign up for Covenize, and start protecting your home today. All right. Well, uh, thanks for that. Uh, I'm excited because uh, we get to put Ryan in the hot seat this time, uh, asking him some questions about worship. And um, as we've uh, discussed this a little bit off air, uh, one of the things that we discussed is uh, the difference between a student-led worship team and a student worship team that has an adult at the head. And I think both of us, if I remember correctly, have student teams that um, they lead praise and worship from the stage, but they do have an adult um, who is kind of leading and guiding them. So when you say student-led worship, when you say student-led worship team, um, how much of the, the leadership, so to speak, is, are the students involved in from start to finish? Well, one thing that um, I get, it's different from any, everyone's context is different and what they're doing is a little bit different. Uh, but what we've done up to this point, um, currently right now, we do, uh, or we have student worship meetings uh, that meet periodically throughout the year. And in, in those meetings, and again, I'm a part of those meetings and kind of guiding some of that as well. Uh, but within those meetings, they take ownership of the the direction they want uh, the worship to go, uh, the direction, like what type of songs, styles, um, all that, they take ownership of that with the direction help of an adult leader being involved. Okay. 
Um, but uh, so that that realm, they take a lot of ownership with that. Uh, they now there's the there still is we still have a, a adult volunteer uh, that's very much involved uh, from the scheduling of songs, all the administration stuff that goes along with that, the, like scheduling songs and planning center, uh, scheduling people. Uh, we we've been very blessed where where we can we have enough kids that want to be a part of this and want to be involved uh, that we rotate uh, in and out. Yeah. So the students as a whole, they take ownership in what they're doing, ownership of what type of songs and directions uh, they want our worship to go uh, in our ministry. Okay. Um, so as far as like who's on and just for the sake of argument so that we have some kind of grid in our brains, I'll just use the word on stage, but as far as who's on stage, is it all just students or do you have some adult volunteers that are also either singing or playing instruments? Uh, they're all on stage. All, uh, all those students are on stage. We have one leader that um, is leading the band that is off to the side. He does play, he plays an instrument, um, but he is not the one actually leading worship. It's, it's all teams uh, from, from drums, guitars, all, all the other instruments. Uh, so it's about 98% uh, all student-led. Um, even from the stage, from transitionings from song to songs, it's, it's all students and, and that way as well. Now, it didn't used to always be that way. Uh, when we first started um, our ministry, when I first came here, at my location in my church, um, there was no, no students involved in worship whatsoever. Uh, and some of you may be asking, so what is the big deal about having students being involved in leading worship. And the reason why to me that's important is that we have students that have gifts and they need to use their gifts within the church and ministering uh, and equipping them to do that. Um, and and that, that's across any realm of ministry, whereas worship, whether it's small groups, uh, whether it's serving in children's ministry, kids' ministry, it's equipping students to be involved in serving the local church. And so that's the reason why this aspect of, uh, of, of students leading worship is, is very important to me, because um, that's a realm and aspect for them to serve with and take ownership of their student ministry. And so we started out, when I first started out, it was just me and my wife. Um, I was playing guitar. Uh, my wife was singing because I guess... I, I'm an average guitarist, so you put an average guitarist trying to get him to sing and play doesn't mix. And you're further uh, along than I am. Yes, I'm not. The, I'm not that great of a guitar. People say I'm I'm good at guitar. I don't think I am. Um, but so I just I just uh, so it's me and my wife playing. Uh, I play guitar. My wife was singing, and that's how we started. We started with just us two, and then over time we added another adult to play uh, keyboard for us and then over time added another adult to play drums over time added another adult uh, to play guitar and then eventually we had one or two uh, students uh, helping us as well on different instruments so we ended up having a an adult-led worship band um, and what we did is, is with that is we built, because um, one of the things is I'm, I'm 
I'm not, I don't want to call myself a musician, but um, I've been, I've taught myself how to play guitar. I know a lot of, a lot about music. Um, so my goal was to make our worship um, as excellent as it can be. And with the adult leadership band, we uh, were, we had another level of excellence that these students haven't seen before when it comes to worship. It actually, in caused students to be excited about worship and as we're inviting students to be a part of it and actually uh, come on stage and play with us there was an excitement with that until over time that more and more teams were excited about being and leading worship that eventually we started phasing out adults uh, over time to where now it's uh, the past two years has been nothing but a student-led worship band for the past two years. Okay. Two so, years. um, have you, before you started using, um, the adults and just, it sounds like you basically started from square one, um, to build the team up and then allow the teens to, to filter in. Was this, um, in your particular context in your church, was this the first, um, worship team that the youth group had or had they had it in the past and it kind of died off? Uh, to my knowledge, this is the first student led, uh, worship team. Um, every, uh, before me, it was pretty much, um, uh, three adults on stage, uh, playing different instruments and singing and leading worship in that way. Uh, and be- before that, it was pretty much the same way as well. So this is the first team that is, uh, all student led, uh, besides one leader just kind of guiding them. Keep them on track. Yeah. Yeah. Especially during practice. Um, I, I hear that. <laughs> um, so. For the students who are not on the the praise team, uh, or even the ones that are just not musicians, like that's not their that's not their lane. All right, they're either like a sports person or they're an artist or something, and so they're out in uh, the rest of the group during the worship time. Do you find that they're more responsive to having their peers lead them in worship or adults? Uh, in, in my experience, my context. Yes, they, I find that the students are more receptive uh, in, during times of worship when the students are leading, when their own peers are leading. That's awesome. Uh, I, I think there's more of, uh, of a genuality. There's more of a connection um, when, it, when their own peers are, are leading them. And, and again, in any form of ministry, if their peers are leading, their peers are guiding and taking ownership of ministry, ownership in the local church. There's always more of a connection with that than having an adult leader. And uh, adult leaders are important. They're they great at making connections, mm-hmm. but students do it so much better than even adults. And I even use an example of, um, of, a, of a small groups. If you're doing small group ministry at your church, if sometimes, a lot of times, that when a, when a senior starts, gets up and, and starts leading a small group in a junior high, or even a kids ministry, there it's there's more receptive, um, they're more receptive to that. There's more connections to that because it's their peers rather than a, an adult. Uh, there's just more connections and more. I just it's a beautiful thing to see how the, with students serving students and their own peers. Yeah, and and notice Ryan said a senior reaching down to junior high and maybe children, not to a group of juniors and sophomores. 
yes. Sometimes they're not going to listen to each other. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that works well. It just it's just it just depends on the context. Yeah, it does not work as well in my context. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, we actually have. Uh, I know it's a little bit off topic, but once they graduate from high school, we actually make them wait until they turn 21 to come back and serve in the youth ministry because it's such a a community oriented area that. Um, if you come back the next year, they're not going to see you as a leader. They're just going to see you as a peer and you're not going to get much done because there's literally no authority in their minds for who you are. So, um, but in that vein of, of just the, the responsiveness of the students uh, to their peers, um, I guess this is kind of a twofold question, but what's the, what's the most difficult thing about having a student worship team? Um, and then on the flip side, what's the best part about having them be the ones that lead worship for their peers. Ah, uh, I would say the most the most difficult thing about having a student led uh, worship team uh, would be just the uh, possibly just showing up on time. Sometimes showing up in practice on time. Um, we had a, we had an issue with that. We had to work through and kind of guide them on that. Um, and again, some of that, some of that's a parent issue because in reality, some of them don't drive. I only have a handful, handful of them who can drive, and so a lot of it's connected to what a parent issue. Uh, but that that was the, one of the problems that we were having and challenges. Uh, another one is is to we use planning center to schedule, uh, to schedule them and ahead of time put songs out ahead of time that they can review and practice. And one of the things that we're, we're having is we had a hard time of them confirming that they're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so there's even when, when we first started before I had an adult leader taking over worship, I was a person who was over the uh, worship team and I was having trouble just getting them to confirm. So I would sit there and literally have to text them on Monday Mm-hmm. A few a few days before, I said, "Hey, are you going to be there on Wednesday? I need to know. You're not confirming a planning center, because uh, I need to know that in case I need to schedule somebody else, or change the song or the set uh, based off of who we have." So that that, that was one of the challenges as well. So it's more administrative uh, type of challenges. Um, but one of the some of the blessings of this, uh, we kind of mentioned. I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier is just seeing students uh, ministering to students in worship and leading that. Um, in fact, we have a, a senior this year um, who uh, is about to graduate, and she has told me and my wife many times and thanking us for an opportunity to lead worship and thanking us for uh, coming to her and asking her uh, to lead. And she said it's been the most life-changing thing that she's ever done i've ever been a part of and i have another never teen as well who who another one of my male leaders uh student leaders who actually helps lead worship um he is now thinking about entering uh, ministry and specifically to be a worship pastor awesome Um, uh, so so seeing god working with the in these teens in this type of atmosphere uh, has been very much of a blessing. And in, in fact, each one of these teams are actually a part of it. I have seen them from when they started to where they are now, uh, com- continuing to grow in their faith in a deeper relationship with Christ. Uh, and it, a lot of this goes 
goes beyond just serving and, and worship. And some of it has to do with the small group ministry they're involved with, the small group leaders, all that's part of it. But another thing that's helping them along this journey is serving the local church, serving and, and making an impact in their student ministry uh, through worship. So the, the positives outweigh the negatives. I can deal oh, with a lot of the administrative stuff. You know, it, it's, it sometimes it's a headache. Um, sometimes, I did, I, sometimes I want to take some of the kids and say, please confirm on planning center so I can know that you're going to be here or please show up on time. But I can deal with that as long as I'm seeing them growing their faith, being passionate about their walk with Christ, being passionate about reaching their peers um, and leading them uh, and their student ministry. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I I love seeing how you can, uh, especially if like they start when they're in junior high and watching them grow, not just like as a person and in their faith, but also like as a musician and, and seeing, um, seeing them really take hold of the passion and, and the, the gifts that God has given them. Um, I, I was thinking a couple of things while you were talking there, it just kind of popped into my head. Um, I, I'm wondering, cause we have a, we have a set standard as far as who can be on the team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know that kind of everybody is probably thinking, well, if you can't sing, please don't join the praise team. Okay. <laughs> um, Cause I know God said, make a joyful noise, but it also would be nice if it was a good quality noise as well. Um, but as far as uh, what's, do you have a set or stated standard as far as who can join the praise team? Um, probably one of the big, I'm glad you mentioned that and you asked that question. Um, because one of the things that um, I do is we have a worship covenant and pretty much every area of serving within the uh, student ministry has this, uh, has some form of covenant, some form of standards uh, that we're holding you to and that you're bringing with, uh, that you're abiding with. Because here's the reality. The reality is, is that if you're serving, you're automatically seen as a leader, whether you want to be or not. So if you're on stage, especially in worship, you're being on stage, you're automatically seen as a leader. Uh, So with that, there needs needs to be some standards and some accountability uh, with that. Because again, the the kids in the audience, the kids are sitting there worship are looking at you and, and watching your every move because they're seeing that you're seeing, giving a perception of your leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, again, we do have a, we do have a covenant with that. Now, when it comes to actually being a part of the team, outside, when it comes to musical gifts, that's that's a little bit different. Um, when it comes to singers, I will allow any singers who wants to sing, uh, whether you have a musical gift or not. Uh, you may be turned down a little bit lower. <laughs> uh, In there. W- yeah, which is which is fine because so, I want you. Have, I want my kids to have a heart of serving. Yeah, um, I want them to have that heart. But when it comes to my male uh, leader, leading vocalists, female leading vocalists, that that's a little bit different. There has to be a, a little bit of talent that go along, goes along with that. Uh, band members the same way. There has to be some talent. But I will still work with anybody. In fact, my two uh, guitarists that I have now. One plays acoustic for me, one plays um, electric. Uh, when they first started, 
they were not that good. Uh, they were both playing acoustic. It was back when it was still predominantly a, a adult leadership band. Uh, they, were, they were not that good. But I, I stuck them out and was training them, helping them. And now, especially a electric guitarist, he's a much better guitarist than I will ever be. Uh, he's ridiculously good now. Uh, but that's part of nurturing. And the thing is, when it comes to a student-led uh, worship team, uh, the reality is, is that the quality of, you have to be, you have to understand the quality of music may not be the same as, a, as an adult leadership band. Right. And you have, you have to be okay with that because the, the goal is not, when it comes to students, the goal is not ultimately to sound the best, even though you want them to sound the best, but that's not the goal. The goal is, is, to, is to have them serve within the local church and take ownership of their student ministry. Uh, that's, that's the goal. I, I would agree with that. And uh, I think that um, we have to make sure that we toe that line of uh, being careful to, you know, bring up their standard and, and, and push them to excellence, but also uh, in some ways uh, make it a safe place to fail almost. Yes. Um, so that they can learn and continue to grow. Now I'm going to, I'm probably going to date myself a little with this question. I know I mentioned I was 32 earlier, but um, uh, I was raised by boomers, so I'm not a lost cause. Um, but, uh, I actually, I was on the praise team when I was a student in youth ministry and my very first job was, I was the transparency switcher. (laughs) We we had an overhead transparency. And when we did worship, we had the songs printed on clear sheets. And when we went to the next verse, I had to switch the sheet so people could keep singing. I remember that. I was in middle school when we had that. I was the original PowerPoint. Um, but yeah, uh, that kind of leads me to, the, to, I guess, my next and maybe last question. I'm not sure. But um, uh, how involved are your students in the tech side of the worship team? Because without tech, nothing happens. That, that's actually, I'm glad you asked that question too, because yes, the part of our, for our worship team uh, doesn't, doesn't just include uh, the band. It does include uh, the text. So I have I have uh, students that I have one that works or uh, computer the text side. Uh, we we use um, uh, now my mind's going blank. What program we use? Uh, but we anyway, use Easy he, Worship. But I don't know if that's what you. Uh, use. I don't use I don't use Easy. We, okay. we use um, Gosh, I'll think about it later. I'll remember it later. But we use a program on our, on our computer that he ha- he handles that. And then we have that. So when I'm, I am training to work our uh, soundboard and he's predominantly using it. I'm just there in case he needs help. Um, because when it comes to, when it comes to specifically a soundboard, you, you do have to be uh, not necessarily picky, but you have to do a lot of training. Uh, you do you have do, to know what you're doing, you doing to use a soundboard. It's you do. more complicated than you think. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of complicated. It depends. Uh, but you have to have an ear too with it. You have to have a musical ear. You can't just know how to, how it works and adjust it. You do have to have a little bit of ear. Um, so with that, I, I can't, it, those specifically that position is harder to find somebody that meets those types of cr- criteria, but I do, but we do our training. We're constantly, uh, training new people for those positions as well. Um, I don't do, uh, some ministries, uh, larger ministries may have lights and may have some other things involved. We don't have that in my ministry, so I don't have to have 
uh, teens handling those type of things. But if, if you're listening and you have these different tech sides of your ministry, absolutely train teens, use teens, have them serve in those positions yeah. if, if you're able to. Absolutely. And that's, and that kind of goes towards this mentality. And I think, I think Ryan agrees with, uh, with this mentality and there's a lot of other guys out there, but um, our, our youth, they're, they're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. Um, we don't wait for them to do uh, what they need to be doing in church. We don't wait for them to serve until they're our age. Uh, we train them now and we get them plugged in now. We, we've got teens that they can do things with a smartphone or even a laptop that we still can't figure out how to do. <laughs> and uh, that's, it's amazing to me what I, what I've seen. I just told my teens last night, cause we meet on Sunday nights for like our big group time. And I told them last night, um, it's amazing what some of y'all can do with just a pen. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, that's just ink, you know? Um, and, and what they were able to do in translating that over to the technology side of things. Um, it, it's, amazing to me and and for some of them uh, on the worship team their ability to do what they can do on the instruments that they play um, and even some of the kids on our tech team it's over my head and I'm glad they're there because I I cannot I can tell you what goes wrong when it goes wrong but I couldn't necessarily tell you how to fix it and you definitely don't want a trombone player leading worship so (laughs) I am not going to be up there anytime soon um, so I, I think that's a, it's a great blessing. Um, does your worship team, do they only lead during your main group time on Wednesday nights or do they have upper, other opportunities to serve throughout the year? Man, you were asking great questions today. I'm trying. <laughs> um, yes, they, they, uh, they do serve, uh, outside the realm of our midweek program or cause our main group time for youth is on uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, so the, they they have, are starting to gradually start serving uh, within our main worship services with the adults on Sunday mornings. That's awesome. Our, our worship pastor has been been integrating into uh, normal worship. In fact, this even this past uh, past Sunday, uh, one of my one of my teens who plays guitars was was serving uh, that morning. There was a uh, Sunday before we had two or three serving. Uh, so yes, they're they're integrated, which which should be the goal because uh, here's here's the reason yeah. one of the reasons i uh, also tra- have a student-led uh, worship team is for the goal of them serving with an adult ministry as well um it's one thing i think that a lot of us in youth ministry um do not necessarily intentionally is that we build a silo within our ministry mm-hmm. uh to where okay here goes youth ministry we stay there uh, we do our Lock own thing, <laughs> yes, and, and there's not much involvement uh, with what's going on uh, with with the adults and parents, and there's not much integration between the two, um, which actually has shown has been shown in recent research over the years that uh, that's called been uh, a problem when it comes to kids having a faith that sticks outside mm-hmm. when they graduate high school because they don't realize, don't really truly understand what the church is. They understand what youth yeah. ministry is. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what the church is and what it means to be part of the church. Um, so I've been very thankful that our, our worship pastor has been integrating them into our main worship on Sunday mornings as well. You guys we do a youth emphasis service? Uh, we've done that. We do that too. Uh, we do that once a year and they lead that. 
Uh, our team leads that. And typically, of course, with that, I typically preach on that on that Sunday. Uh, yeah, so I the might other- be doing that this year. I'm not sure. Like I might be the one that's <laughs> preaching. That. I, I try to get a team to do it, but you got to be careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, typically, it, that's thrown on the youth pastor. Typically. Yeah. Um, by which I don't mind because I love it. I love to. If I have an opportunity to talk about student ministry in front of my congregation, I'll take every advantage of doing it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but um, also we've had opportunities to be, be able to play at D now, at a D now before. So we have opportunities outside of church to play a few times. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, the, my, the teams have had plenty of opportunities. Got to using their gifts, just serving every a- other avenues and just inside of a student ministry. That's awesome, man. Well, hey. Um, I really appreciate uh, a lot of this uh, info. It's nice to hear from another youth pastor, their perspective, their experiences when it comes to what they do with their own student-led worship team. Um, I I would ask you how people could get in contact with you, but uh, if they don't know by now, um, I guess they should just watch, listen to the last podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If you want to get connected with the Youth and Culture podcast, all you have to do is go to Facebook, Instagram, and at Youth and Culture 2000. There you um, go. Youth and Culture uh, 2000. And, 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 that, and also, if you're listening, uh, I would highly encourage you, if you're, if you're not, if you're not con- uh, connected with the, us on Instagram or Facebook, uh, please do so. Uh, and when, you, when you're on there, if there's anything you would like us to talk about, to hit on that you're struggling with, shoot us a DM. We'll be glad to... Uh, to integrate that into a podcast or even I, I we may even contact you personally uh, to kind of flesh that out what you're struggling with because our goal here is is to help you as a youth leader in yeah, any absolutely. aspect any avenue we can yeah and I'm sure if any of you out there are like me there's one question that you were like why have you not asked this question this entire interview shoot us that question and and we'll see if we can help you out with it because I'm sure I missed one that you guys are like why did you not ask that question <laughs> So uh, feel free to reach out with that as well. If you're guys, if you're listening, you definitely don't want to mix next week's episode. I am excited about what God's doing. And I'm excited about God's doing uh, with this ministry, with this podcast. So stay tuned for next week's episode.